You know, I, I take my job very seriously. And I know that people typically, you know, when they come to the records, you know, they are looking for guidance, they're looking for direction. And that's definitely something that I, I feel so blessed and honored to do. Welcome to Tuning In. I'm your host, Catherine Pelosa Smith, and I'm here to talk all things intuitive wellness, natural nutrition, raising the vibe, and reconnecting to your truest self. I'm a practicing holistic nutritionist and spiritual life coach who has completely transformed from feeling ill and disconnected to now living the healthiest, most vibrant life I could have ever imagined. I truly believe that by tuning into your mind, body, and soul as your magical gateway, you too can achieve higher levels of wellness and start living your most nourished life. Are you ready? Let's go. Hello and welcome back to Tuning In. I am so excited for today's episode. I'm excited for every episode, but today more than ever because I have a very special guest with me. I have Rebecca and she is from Akashic Beck. Rebecca AKA Akashic Beck is a certified, <laughs> I know it's like Akashic Beck air quotes. She's the certified Akashic Records reader. She is a psychic intuitive, a numerologist, hypnotherapist, past life regressionist, a Qigong instructor in training, and a student of esoteric knowledge. She's like literally everything. It's like, oh. <laughs> Her mission is to assist others on their path of understanding and healing, uncovering the layers so they can become the most empowered version of self. So beautiful. Hi, Rebecca. Welcome. Oh, thank you for having me on here, Catherine. I've, I've been really excited. I'm so excited to have you today. I have had two sessions with you doing Akashic Record readings. And since then, I have just been like blown away at your abilities and your connection and what you do. So we haven't really had a chance to just like hang out and chat. And so that's what I feel like <laughs> this is kind of in a public space. <laughs> but I have so many <laughs> questions for you because I just am so interested in everything that you do. So yeah, I'm, I'm just going to dive in with some questions and let's we can do it. Get the ball rolling. So I, I ain't scared. Let's do it. Okay. <laughs> All right. For, well, before we dive in, I should say that everyone's going to notice your beautiful accent because it is just the best because my, I'm in Canada. Most of my listeners are from Canada. And so they're probably going to be listening like, oh my gosh, where's she from? <laughs> so tell everybody where you're from. So I was born and raised and I currently live just outside of Memphis, Tennessee in the United States. <laughs> and yeah, I, I I just had to make peace with my accent a long time ago. I used to hate it. And now I'm like, whatever. <laughs> and, and, you know, I talk to people all over the world. I'm so, I, I feel so blessed to, to be able to do this work and connect with all kinds of people. And they always say something about my accent. <laughs> And I'm like, okay. I'm like, you know, I really couldn't hear it until I started talking to you. <laughs> but now I do. Yeah. So thank it's, you. Thank, it's just like a for big warm that. hug. I love, I just love your accent. I just love it. So. Just, my my <laughs> friend, my friend, I have a friend who's from Philadelphia up north. And she, she says it's like a hot honey on a warm biscuit or something like that. Exactly. She's nailed it. And I'm like, I will take that. Thank you. <laughs> Perfect. 
Cool. So I have like a a heavy question, not a heavy, but like a, a big question to start you off with, because I mean, the work that you're doing <laughs> is no small feat, right? Like this is I think it's very big work. Anytime we are connected with spirit, we're doing God's work, right? We are supporting humanity. (laughs) You know, I want to hear sort of where and when or how did this all kind of come to be for you? Like, what was your aha moment, your spiritual awakening, if you want to call it that, or whatever that is for you? Like when you just realized, oh, wait a second, this is, this is what it's all about. Like, was it something that you were just born with or did you have a specific, you know, moment? Got you. Okay. Well, I'll, I'll try to give you the condensed version yeah. <laughs> as best I can. But really, you know, I've just, I've always, I can remember even in childhood being drawn in and interested in esoteric knowledge and what they call new age stuff, you know, astrology, numerology. And and it kind of uh, started peaking when I was a teenager. I was probably 16, 17, 18 in that age range. And I was really diving into tarot. I was diving, you know, all the stuff I wasn't supposed to be doing. <laughs> Because I I grew up Catholic, I grew up in a religious household, you know, and so that kind of stuff was frowned upon. And I also live in the South, you know, and people fear those kinds of things for the most part. So I kind of kept it in in secret, you know, and and I would, you know, purposely, you know, go to the library, go to the bookstore. I've always been a big reader. And so um, I always naturally like found myself in these places and I would read what I could when I could, you know, and then, um, my, my parents divorced when I was 17 and, um, I stayed with my dad and my dad's a little bit more laid back and open-minded and he didn't really worry too much about those things. And so I, I dove in even more. And, um, that's when I actually learned about the Akashic records. Um, I started studying Edgar Casey. So in, and if you don't know who that, if you know any of your listeners don't know who that is, um, he was called the Sleeping Prophet. Um, he lived in Kentucky for most of his life, and uh, this was back in like the mid to late 1800s. And he would channel the Akashic records, and he actually used it for um, medical mediumship primarily. Um, in the, at least in the beginning. And so I just started studying him and I just thought he was absolutely fascinating. I learned about the Akashic records, but I never in a million years thought <laughs> that I would be, you know, reading them as well. So I just kind of maintained my interest in those things. And um, as you know, as you do, you grow up and you have to get uh, a big girl job and <laughs> you have all these responsibilities you know, I kind of pulled away from things for a little while. It was always an interest. It was always there in my awareness, but I just wasn't focused on it as much, if that makes any sense. Um, And then when I was 27, which was in 2009, and I'm aging myself, but um, I began what I did not know at the time was my spiritual awakening. Um, And it started out, as a dark night of the soul and that dark night of the soul lasted seven years 
and it was a very wild ride let me just tell you i had a lot of upheavals a lot of things that happened um in my personal life in my professional life i um just I, I was very much off center you know and i felt lost i didn't know who i was i didn't know what i wanted to do and as that seven years progressed um i started having snippets of my gifts coming in so um one of the big ones was i was at a funeral in 2011 and it was for my aunt and she came to me during the funeral and she said that she told me that my cousin was pregnant and that i would get pregnant next and a few weeks later she announced that she was pregnant and a week after that, I found out I was, <laughs> and oh I was gosh. like, what? And it was wild because I had been struggling with fertility issues at that time. So this was like a miracle for me, you know? Mm -hmm. um, and so anyways, I w it, it kind of solidified that, you know, maybe I do have gifts, you know, but I just, you know, after that, like a bunch of other things happened. And so I, I was just trying to survive. I was in survival mode for those seven years. And so at the end of it, which was 2016, I, that's when I guess I, I call it the reset button. I was like, somebody hit the reset button on me. And my gifts, it, it was like a floodgate opened up and I just started having all of these things come into my awareness. And that is when I had my first real connection with my guides mm -hmm. um so i had my guide azra come in and um he presented himself as a lion and <laughs> so that was kind of intimidating i'm like why do you have to start with that like could you have been a squirrel like or something <laughs> <You know? laughs> but, mm -hmm. but lion he is and he came in and he told me about myself basically and of course I had to take some time to kind of wrap my head around this, but it was beyond the shadow of a doubt that that's what was happening. He told me, he's like, you're ready. And as I worked with him, he guided me. He said, it's time for you to read the records. And I was like, what records? And then he's like, the Akashic records. And I was like, what? Mm. <laughs> you know, I know what that is, but why, why me? You know? So I started, I got, I got back on my, on my train of, you know, reading about the records and they led me, my guides led me every single step of the way on this. I cannot take any credit. They showed me, they led me, guided me where I needed to go. And that's why I'm so passionate about working with people's guides and connecting them with their guides. I'm like, you have allies, you know, <laughs> and I know that there's a lot of fear and, and, and I'll, I'll kind of deviate for just a moment and just say, I know there's a lot, a, a lot of people can fear it at first because they're like, Oh, but there's so many, like, you know, what if they're bad? You know, what if my ancestor was a bad person or, you know, something like that. But truly when, when spirit comes to you and they're your guide, that's why it's so important for you to, also connect with yourself because that will help you discern. You know, we, we hear that word discernment all the time, but it will help you to know like this person, this guide, this, this creature, this higher dimensional being is on your side. 
So anyways, <laughs> so that was story in a nutshell. But um, how I came into Akashic Beck was because this is also part of my awakening process. I practiced learning the, the how to read the records and and you know you have to hold so much reverence uh for the records because i mean it's truly a gift from source creator and you know understanding it and learning how to work with it and learning that there's different ways that you can work with the records and and all of that and once i felt comfortable enough they said okay well you can start your business now and i was like what business <laughs> what me <laughs> so and I had been feeling lost professionally at the time. I was um, a photographer for 15, 16 years. And they said, um, yeah, it's okay. You can read the records now. And I was like, oh, I just casually like that. Like, you don't know about this 3D life. So <laughs> they said, you know, it's fine. And I'm like, okay. So I had to like full on trust at that point. And in 2020, um, I actually had a cousin who was sick. And um, he was, he was, you know, um, on hospice and I was just really grief stricken. And I wasn't even thinking about any of that at the time, but they said, um, they said, after the funeral, we're going to start working with you again and getting this business going. And he passed in July and it actually helped me, you know, by working on this, it actually helped me with my grief. And in August that year, I opened Akashic Beck, and I've been doing that ever since. And now I'm on my third year. I, I celebrated my third year in August. So that's amazing. I'm very grateful for this work. Yeah. And I Thanks. can feel that, that gratitude that you have. You're so <laughs> humble about it. It's like you have these beautiful, beautiful <laughs> gifts, but I totally feel that you're just like, this is creator. This is God. This is coming through me. <laughs> I'm a vessel. <laughs> I am a, that is yeah. absolutely correct. And we, and you know, what's beautiful is we're all vessels, you know, we all have these beautiful abilities and, you know, I, I just, I just remember that, you know, whenever I'm doing this work. And um, so thank you. Thank you for allowing me to share that. I, I love, yeah. I love to, to tell my testimony. You know? mm -hmm. And I know, I mean, that's why I like prefaced it with like, okay, I know this is a really big question, <laughs> but it, it, <laughs> it lets us know so much about you. And I know there's so many different layers, you know, to, to getting to this point. So that's so beautiful. And I really love the fact that you were interested in the records at a young age, but you never really like dove into it too much. And it's like, well, here there's like, someone's guiding you, somebody's guiding you to that. And it's like, we're just going to plant little mm -hmm. seeds. And then when you're ready, <laughs> bam, time to start your business, you know? Exactly. Yeah. Wow. So, and that's why I tell people, you know, don't discount those things. Mm. You know, there's a reason why things came into your awareness. There's a reason why you were interested in something. And I think the, the misconception is, you know, if I'm not perfect at it right away, then I should just give it up. Mm. And that's not true. You know, I, I encourage people all the time in my sessions to like really dive in, you know, even if you're not great at it, who cares? Like what's, who gets to determine what's great and what's not, you know, you do, you know? So, yeah. Um, yeah. I highly encourage people to pursue what they love and their passion. What lights them up? Like where do you feel that in your body? 
Mm-hmm. I feel like you're talking directly to me. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I am. <laughs> no, it's just really interesting because yeah. I mean, shifting, I was a holistic nutritionist. I still carry that title, but I've definitely shifted into more of this sort of soul guiding energy work because that is what my soul is like pulled towards. And in my, my, you know, conscious brain, I'm like, I don't know what the hell I'm doing, (laughs) but I feel called to it. And then the more I meditate and the more I ask for guidance and the more I call spirit in, the more reassurance I get. And I'm like, okay, this is what I'm supposed to be doing. But at the same time, I'm like, I'm just diving in head first. And, you know, so it's really interesting that you bring that up. (laughs) (laughs) I love that. So, okay. So this is so great. You talked a little bit about the Akashic records and, and all of that. I mean, I know you have all of these other modalities that you are (laughs) a part of, but let's talk about the Akashic records right now. So for anyone who has no idea what they are, (laughs) or they're just like, I don't know what you're talking about. Give us a little bit of, of what it's about and, and what that looks like to, to hold like a reading for somebody. Sure. So I'm going to quote Mr. Edgar Casey. He, uh, he's my, I call him, he's my boo. Um, <laughs> he's my boo thing. Um, but he, he said that the Akashic records are God's book of remembrance. And I, I thought that was so beautiful the way that that was worded. I was like, and yeah, that's truly what it is. And the Akashic records are a record of every person, every place, every event, every thought, every feeling, everything that that existence has ever known. And Mm -hmm. everybody has their own, every soul has their own book (laughs) that you have your own set of records. And it's literally the story of your soul. And it tells you about all of your past lives. It tells you about your purpose what you came here to do, the things that you have done. And, you know, people ask me all the time about the future. And I will say that, you know, some things are predestined, but the future is being created in every moment. And we have timelines possible to us, uh, available to us through the records. Now they'll say, you know, if you choose this, it may turn out this way, but, you know, it's, it's not for the records to decide, you know, that would negate free will. So, the records are basically a library, a kept sacred gift um, and a kept sacred, I guess you would call it like a supercomputer. <laughs> it's like a, it's like this floating supercomputer in space. And, um, and it is accessible, you know, and people, that's why I encourage people to really work on um, their spiritual gifts because that's how you access it. It's not something that you can access through your conscious mind necessarily. Um, you do have to be connected. You access it. You actually access it through your higher self. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. I love that. I've also heard too, and correct me if I'm wrong, but that it is another chakra. Like there's like a portal chakra or something like that where you can access these records. And the chakra is mm-hmm. actually located somewhere like, I can't see my hand, but above my, like above (laughs) your head somewhere. It's like the, yeah. yeah, Okay. That's cool. Mm -hmm. So how, like, I understand that the records are extremely sacred too. So when you go into a reading um, to open those records, like, how does that, how does that work? And side question, are you like, when you're channeling these records, are you kind of like, are you 
aware of what's happening or are you kind of like just embodying the experience? So there's no, and I think this is also a misconception. There's no right way to enter the records. I personally, I just use the the opening prayer that I was taught. Um, I I did get certified in it. You also don't need to be certified <laughs> in it, but I guess I just wanted that certification. But I I use the prayer that I was taught by the lady that I got certified from, and. I actually think that she uses a different one now herself, but I've just chosen to use it. It works well for me. Um, and it, and it shows the, the respect, the love, um, the reverence, um, that I have for the records and that, you know, showing that I have, that I honor and respect the journey of the person that I am reading for. And then, um, what was your other question? (laughs) Yeah, no, just that, like, as you are doing, like, going through a reading. Oh. Are you, yeah, channeling? Yeah. Yes. Okay. So whenever I read the records, and like I said, it may be different for other people. Other people might have a different experience. But for me, um, I I have my eyes closed. I am channeling. Mm -hmm. So I'm just kind of like, like you said, the vessel. And I typically, when I enter into the records, I enter into a scene. And this scene is either a past life scene or it's symbolic of where you are in your current incarnation. And sometimes it's both. Um, mm-hmm. Sometimes I'll enter into a scene and the past, if it's a past life scene, it absolutely correlates with where that person is currently in their incarnation in this present moment. And so it'll make a lot of sense to them. They're like, Oh my gosh. Yeah. You know, that, that totally resonates, you know, um, or it'll be something that looks familiar, feels familiar to them. Um, and then I just kind of, it almost looks like a screen. So it's <laughs> for me. Um, so I have, you know, clairvoyance and claircognizance. And so I, it, it's almost feel like I'm looking at the, this big panoramic movie scene, mm-hmm. you know, and I'm entering into their records. Um, their guides will come forward. They'll tell me how they're connected to them. Sometimes I can just feel their connection. Um, through clairsentience, you know, um, and then it, after that, it's kind of like a dialogue, you know, so I'm the one really experiencing, you know, the records, and I'm conveying it to the person that I'm reading for. Mm-hmm. And so they're able to kind of absorb the information. Um, and, you know, they I, I always encourage them to take notes, and just Uh, you know, allow for whatever wants to come through to come through. And then um, almost always my my clients have questions. And if they come in with no questions, they inevitably have questions afterwards. (laughs) Um, So we'll, and we'll just do this like conversation back and forth. It's like, okay, this is what they're saying. How does that resonate with you? You know, and, and we just kind of banter. And then afterwards, you know, we close out the records and it's a lot of information. (laughs) (laughs) and um and so people usually you know kind of have to marinate with it for a little bit afterwards because it can be things that they didn't even consider you know Mm -hmm. um but it's it's all guidance it's all from their guides and the guides that come forward are there to like i said they're they're your allies they're there to help you they're here there to assist you in whatever you need 
but I truly feel like when I'm in the records, I feel like I'm there. <laughs> you know, I feel like I'm, I'm just a witness. I'm an observer, but I'm also like in the experience in that I am communicating with their guides. And then sometimes I also um, connect with my client on a physical level or auric level. And I'm able to see, you know, places where they have stuck energy and that's typically a time where um, their guides can cut cords, um, give them Reiki, remove any stagnancies, etc. So it's just like kind of an overall experience <laughs> on, yeah. on multiple levels. Yeah. I I mean, the two experiences that I've had doing the records or having you read my records were incredible. And like, I can't even go into all of it or any of it at this moment, but just to say that it is so much information that afterwards for me personally, and I don't know if it's like this for everybody, but it takes me a week at least to integrate everything. So it's like, okay, taking that information and processing it and like not taking action right away and just being like, okay. And I am so serious that like things that you have shared with me have stayed with me for a really long time. And I still connect with certain guides and still connect with certain symbolism and things like that, that have come through that. I'm just like, oh yeah, this is super clear now. Like I really connect with this. So it's really an interesting experience after even just that session. It's like, okay. And I've made decisions in my life eventually based on certain experiences that have come up in the reading. So it's, yeah, it is a really cool, cool thing to experience for sure. So, thank, thank you. you. <laughs> and, yeah, and, and it's, and it was, it's an, I've been an honor to read for you. Are you ready to take your personal and spiritual practice to the next level? Are you looking to feel more aligned with your purpose and tune in to your intuition? Are you ready to uncover who you actually are on all levels of your being so that you can start manifesting and calling in a higher vibrational life? Yes, then you're not going to want to miss the next self-love activation experience. If you've been feeling lost, not sure what your next step should be, if you've been feeling overwhelmed with life and constantly triggered and feeling frustrated and just low vibe, this is your calling to join a group of like-minded women all on the path to transformational healing, aligning with your soul's true purpose, and raising the vibrational frequency for yourself and the entire world. For more details and how to register, you can click the link in the show notes. The program begins January 2024. I cannot wait to guide your soul on this transformational journey. You know, I, I take my job very seriously. And I know that people typically, you know, when they come to the records, you know, they are looking for guidance, they're looking for direction. Um, and that's definitely something that um, I, I feel so blessed and honored to do, you know, is to facilitate this connection with themselves, you know, <laughs> essentially, I'm kind of like, we're, co we're coming around full circle, you know. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I wasn't going to share this, but I'm going to, because it's just coming. Okay. It's like, share it. Um, so before <laughs> we got on the call, I pulled a card. I was called to pull a card and I won't say what it is quite yet, but in our very first session together, a hawk came in as one of my guides. And um, I've really just, I've always connected with the hawk, especially like the hawk eye. It's come to me in meditations before when I've been 
doing Reiki. So it's always been very symbolic. And so I just pulled a card, never pulled this card before. And it's not a hawk, but um, it's the eagle. And it has the eye. Oh, yeah. There isn't a hawk card, but it's like here. And it's like, hey, remember me? (laughs) I was like, I have that deck. I I know the the exact card you're talking about. (laughs) that's he's like here's the next best thing you know this is what I'm talking about but actually I saw an eagle this is a totally different story but we were driving and randomly saw an eagle like cross over our car carrying a seagull which is very like not common (laughs) in this area like eagles are not a common animal so anyways just very interesting I love all these synchronicities (laughs) yes no that is fantastic yeah. And I love I love that you're you're paying attention, you know, you're noticing spirit and they're they're being very obvious with you, you know. Oh um, yeah. Apparently they're like, <laughs> hey, guess what? You know? Yeah, exactly. They're very, very visual for me. So cool. Yes. So let's talk a little bit about we're gonna do like a little diversion here. Um all right. Let's talk about numerology because this is also let's something that it. you enjoy doing and you do readings and I love numbers. So I'm really excited to talk about this <laughs> ever since I was a kid. It was like, there was something about numbers that I was like really drawn to. And I know it's really like popular right now, like the angel numbers and like, what do they mean? And like, what does this mean? And that kind of stuff. <laughs> but right. even from like buying my first house, like the number, like our address had to be, it had to, I had to feel it. It had to make sense like energetically for me. And even numbers have Mm -hmm. like auras for me, like they're, they have a certain color to them. So I just, I just love talking about numbers. I think they're so cool and their, their energy is just very potent. So talk to me about numbers and numerology. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah. So, you know, back, um, you know, my, my interest in that, you know, like I said, started when I was a teen and I never, you know, I never let go of it. Um, but num- but numerology, what I thought was so interesting is that um, numbers are the language of the universe and numbers actually predate letters. <laughs> so they were our, our initial language. Um, and I love how um, numerology is, it's basically the study of like number patterns and structures and synchronicities, right? Um, and it was it was first created by Pythagoras. So you know, I'm sure people have heard of the Pythagorean theorem. It's the same dude <laughs> in um, like 500 BC. He actually like started. He's like, you know what? There's something to this, you know. But it definitely correlates to astrology, um, and and I can go into that later. Um, but he said that. Um, you know, everything, you know, can be deciphered uh, through the the patterns of numbers. And um, he actually started a school. Uh, I believe it was in 532 BC. And what I loved about it was that it was open to everyone. Anyone that wanted to learn about numerology was welcome. And, and you know, if you think about it, like at that time, like only the, the most privileged people received education, you know, and mm-hmm. especially women didn't, didn't have um, a lot of opportunities like that. So everybody was welcome. It didn't matter your, 
your age, you know, your race, your gender, nothing, your your social economic status. Everybody was welcome, and if, but you just had to be committed to learn. Mm. And you had to stick with the program the whole way through. So I was like, you know, mad respect for that. <laughs> and yeah. um, and it was free. He didn't charge for it. Wow. That was also something that I thought was really remarkable. So he anyways, knew there was he, a greater talked, purpose to it all, right? He was like, there, I am here to do this and I need to spread this yes. word. Yeah, this is important. Right. And he was, he was so committed to, to education and learning. So how do you respect Pythagoras for that? Um, so, yeah, so the numbers, um, like I said, they, they form like a kind of a system, kind of a language. And so it makes sense what you're saying, like, it has to feel right. Like, you know, you can absolutely intuit the energy of numbers, you know, you just have to be willing to listen to them. So, yeah, uh, I, I don't know if you want me to tell my story or if you want me to kind of go down go like another road with it. Um, <laughs> story. So, so when, when everything was going on in um, 2011 that I mentioned, you know, you know, after my aunt had passed away and all that happened, um, I actually got pregnant with my son, you know, uh, shortly thereafter. And um, I was very sick and <laughs> mm. morning sickness and nausea and all that fun stuff. And so I didn't, I couldn't really do a lot, you know, I couldn't really, um, I didn't really have the energy to go out and do anything. And so I would spend my time reading and I was, I was like getting back into the the numerology and I started just taking courses and studying. And I found this lady, her name's um, Christine Del Rey. And she is, she's been a, a numerologist for a very long time. And I started studying her work and I guess the way she, you know, how sometimes you just find a teacher and they just hit for you, you know, and the, the way that they teach and explain things, you're like, yes, okay, we're, thank you. Vibing, you know? got it. <laughs> yes, we vibe. And so I really enjoyed her and her work. And she really helped me to understand numerology on a whole other level. And as I continued later on to work with my gifts, I started um, kind of in, incorporating like my own intuitive messages. And then it come to find out that they would line up with the numbers that were given. They're like, literally telling you, you know, how this, how this is going, you know, how this is working. Um, so I started really diving deeper into that and started realizing like the patterns and yeah. So it's been like just a, a kind of a, a way to divine, you know, and as, and just like astrology, you know, numerology is kind of like a predictive uh, modality, if you will, mm -hmm. you know, so it can kind of set you up. It's not can't necessarily tell you the outcome, but it can kind of tell you like, what energies are you dealing with? You right. know? Yeah. yeah. And it, and I get really tangled up. I've, I've been studying astrology for a long time, but I get a little tangled up in the transits. You know, that's kind of where <laughs> Yeah, things get jumbled for me and numerology kind of comes in and helps me be like, okay, hang on, I got you, boo. You know, mm. and, and kind of levels everything out. And it's like, oh, okay, I understand now. So actually mm. numerology has helped me understand astrology better, you know, and they, yeah. they, they're, they're pals. <laughs> yeah. Well, I love that too, because like astrology deals with dates and 
you know, and dates are numbers. So there's a lot of numbers Mm -hmm. that come into play and the houses and the numbers of the houses and all of that too. So exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Makes a lot of sense. So let's talk about kind of, I mean, there's a lot that we can talk about around numerology, but let's just for people, because I think they would love to hear this kind of stuff, but like the Mm -hmm. life path numbers, let's talk about those Mm -hmm. for a minute because people can actually figure out their life path number and find out a little bit about themselves as if they would, there's like Zodiac sign, right? So right, yeah, give us a little insight on, on those. And like, I know it goes from one to nine, and then you also have the master numbers. So let's talk a little mm-hmm. bit about that. Okay, great. Um, well, it actually, uh, all, the number line starts with zero. Okay, <laughs> and zero. And then it goes up to nine, and then, the, and then there's the master numbers. Um, okay, so the way, like, I, I've taught um, numerology classes, and, and I like to use the analogy of a house. So hmm. you think about numerology, your life path is the foundation that your house is built on, right? Because that's kind of like, it kind of is like an overall purpose. It's kind of like what you came into this life to master, you know, and um the way that we find out our life path number, for those who don't know, you you take your birthday and you add up each individual number of your birth date. So birthday and year. And then you add it uh, into, uh, it'll likely be a two number number, you know. Um, that is your, you know, your sum. And then you reduce that down to a single digit. Um, so for, I'll just give myself as an example, um, mm-hmm. my life path is a 27, nine. So two plus seven is nine. Um, but essentially I'm a life path nine. <laughs> and, mm-hmm. um, so that's like, you know, whenever you're reading about numerology and such, um, that's kind of like the, the most generalized version of that theme. but it's all the other numbers that come into play that tell you more detail and a little bit more about yourself and your direction and how you channel in your energy and things like that. Mm-hmm. Cool. So mm-hmm. I'm a life path six. <laughs> um, I know cool. a lot of life path nines. My mom's a life path nine. My son is a, as a life path nine. So there's a lot mm-hmm. of life path nines in my, <laughs> in my direct family, <laughs> which is really cool. Beautiful. Can you, can you give us a little bit of information about each life path? I don't know if that's like too much information to kind of go over. <laughs> Um, but even just like a little bit of like, what, what is like a life path one and yeah. And so on. Sure. Um, so yeah, I can get, I can give, I can give you a snippet of each. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So I'll just give you, um, I'll start off with one through nine. So life path one is, uh, I have names for all of them. Um, so, so life path one is, I call it the the trailblazer. And and this is somebody who has a lot of dynamic energy, typically Um, someone who is like a self-starter. They're self-motivated because one is the number of the self. Right. Um, It's also the number of the physical body. And so, um, you know, these people tend to have a lot of like physical energy available to them typically, but they they're they're just go getters and they're here to like literally start something <laughs> they're here Makes to, sense. to begin the process yeah right 
Um, Life Path 2, I call them um, the the caretakers. Um, Life Path 2s are typically very sensitive, loving, nurturing. Like, think about mother energy. Like, one is the divine masculine, two is the divine feminine, right? Um, but they're here to to love and nurture and care for others. Life Path 3 is, so if, if one is mom, I mean, I'm sorry, if one is dad, two is mom, three is the child. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so three is, is the inner child. And they are here to, to bring their inner child forward and work with their inner child, heal their inner child. And they're typically creative. They're here to rally the troops is what I call it. Like they're here for community and they typically are people that like to protest and, you know, like bring attention to causes (laughs) and Mm. things like that. Life path four, uh, I call them the teacher. Um, so they're here there. This is like a very organized structured number. Um, they don't like a lot of chaos or if they do have chaos in their life, they like to have organized chaos. (laughs) They, they typically like everything to be fair and equal. They also like to to take what they've learned and apply it, you know, so they don't just sit on information. They actually go out into the world and utilize it. Life path five. Can I just interrupt one sec, one sec. So my son, my youngest son is a life path four. And I Mm -hmm. always say that he is my greatest teacher. (laughs) He's here (laughs) to teach me how to be a better mom. I'm like, you are like my teacher, this, this child, I'm like, holy, oh my gosh, it's crazy. And he likes organization. <laughs> he's like, he's the chaos. And so he like needs the organization. So I just love that. that, you said that. And it totally, it totally checks out. <laughs> yeah. Love that. That's really okay. cool. So he's doing what he's meant to do, <laughs> obviously. Yeah. Um, and then life path five is the adventurer. This is typically someone who likes to travel, explore. These people are meant to like go out in the world, collect information and experiences, and then bring it back home and integrate it. It also deals a lot with the physical body. Well, these people tend to um, either work in fields uh, that deal with the physical body, like trainers or something like that, or they just are really, really devoted to aspects of the physical body or beauty. And they can even they can even be like a lot of supermodels or life path fives, you know? Yeah. Um, so they might even make a living off of their physique, you know, life path six. So you're life path That's six. Me. So, um, yes. Yeah, so you are the hostess. You're the hostess mm. with the mostest. Um, and <laughs> that is so funny. You said is... that I said that. <laughs> I, oh my gosh. That is hilarious. I recorded a podcast the other day and I was like, it's Catherine. I'm your hostess with the most is. And I was like, that is so cheesy. I don't know why I just said that. And you just said it. <laughs> now it all makes sense. <laughs> it all makes, it's all coming. It's circling back around. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I love that for you. That's so good. See, you are, already, you are already chilling. Um, but life path six is, is the hostess. So they very much love to, you know, be welcoming and bring everybody in. Um, life path sixes are typically very intuitive as well. So, so that kind of checks out. Um, You're already, you're already picking up on stuff, but they're a very loving, nurturing energy. Hmm. Um, just like life path two Mm -hmm. and then life path seven, I call them the professors. 
Um, so these are people that are very dedicated to learning and um, but they want to they want to go the extra mile. Um, they also want to incorporate their skill set. This is like very mental energy. You, if you also look at the chakras, like the 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 life paths also align with the with the chakras, you know. Um, so this would be like the crown chakra. This is like how we funnel in all of this information. Life path sevens typically, like I said, they they it's like they pursue higher levels of education, like throughout their lives, and they're very devoted to academia. But it's also about like their ancestral roots. So this is kind of where like ancestral energy starts to culminate through the number line because we you know it's a progression right mm -hmm. and so this is where you know you really start to dive typically into your like your spiritual journey more people in life i've talked to a lot of sixes and sevens who are like i'm going through this spiritual journey and i'm just you know, I want to learn as much as I can. Yeah. <laughs> so it's really interesting. Uh, checks out. <laughs> it's really, yeah. And then we go to eight. So eight is, I call it the boss mm. <laughs> because this is, um, this is a number of like leadership. These are people that were meant to like gain leadership or inner authority. So even if you're not necessarily in a leadership position, you're meant to like master the fact that you are sovereign, <laughs> you know, this is where mm -hmm. sovereignty kind of comes into play. But um, it also deals with like money, finance, investments and things like that. Um, you're meant to like kind of master material, the material world. Mm -hmm. um, and this is also like a really strong manifestation number. Mm -hmm. um, so, yeah, abundance, <laughs> you know, yeah. um, and then not life path nine. The old souls. <laughs> and I. I resonate with that very deeply, <laughs> um, but that they came to so like in math, and this is this is fact. This isn't just a numerology thing. Everything added to nine equals itself. Mm -hmm. So you think about nine plus one is ten, and you reduce ten, and it's one, right? Mm -hmm. So it's it's like the mirror. It's the reflect. It's it's it reflects back all of the numbers to themselves, and they hold a little piece of the numbers within themselves so they can't sometimes they have an identity crisis <laughs> they're just like i don't know what i am i'm the life path three today you know <laughs> so um but they, but they've come to kind of like culminate this energy um they're also really strong philanthropists you know they like to give back and they like um to you know kind of help everybody uh like how can everybody win kind mm. of energy like they're big advocates you know for kind of kind of like at life path threes they are big advocates um for others and the underdog mm -hmm. and then if you move into the master numbers i'll touch on that really quick we have 11 22 and 33 some people like to include 44 i'm one of those people but for the sake of time we'll talk about the others so 11 is the wounded healer this is a number where like it's kind of like a skipped step in your soul's evolution when you mm -hmm. have a life path 11 and you came to basically like rehash out your karma. Mm. We all do, but there's something very pivotal about a life path 11. This will actually help them attain a level of enlightenment. Um, should they be able to clear out that karma? They also came, you know, you think about the number 11, like see themselves clearly. 
mm-hmm. you know. It's also like an initiation number into the next round <laughs> of your soul's evolution. So going, you know, kind of starting that that line back over again. Yeah. 22 is the master builder. So they came into this life to kind of have a work-life balance. <laughs> mm-hmm. These are people that, that are extremely devoted. Like they're here to create something that everybody can utilize. They came here for a very big purpose in creating something of value, something practical that the world can use or the community, their community can use. Mm-hmm. Um, so they're very innovative. But they they came to kind of learn how to um, regulate that work life balance um, because they can sometimes be workaholics, you know. And then thirty three is the creative teacher, and they came into this life to inspire others to be the best versions of themselves. So they they see others very very clearly, mm-hmm. um, but they also came to to try to see themselves clearly and speak their truth and not you know, not negate their purpose. You know, mm-hmm. they, they came to to be instructors and show people how to show up for themselves. Well, they also needed to show up for themselves as well. Yeah. Thank you so much for sharing all that. <laughs> oh my goodness. You're welcome. I, it's a lot. <laughs> I love the 33. I always have felt so drawn to that. I am a six, but I'm a, I'm a two, four, six or a four, two. I can't, I don't know which way it is, but I'm always like, I don't know. The 33 always like rings for some reason, but I love it. I think it's so, so that great. That might be one of, oh, sorry. Uh, I was ahead. just going to say, and it may be, maybe one of your other numbers, you know, because we have like our destiny number, our expression number, things like that. Maybe one of those is a 33. True. Yeah. Yeah. I'd have, I'll have to look into that for sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think I have like a long time ago, but I don't, I don't remember. So yeah, I think it's so great for people to just get a sense as to even, I mean, even those little snippets that you provided, it's so much information as to like, Oh, you know, do you resonate with that? Am I in, in alignment? Is are things off a little bit? Maybe it's like, okay, this is the direction that I'm being called to, but I haven't ever really explored that. Right. So I think that's, that's really cool. I love it because for me being the host and like bringing people together, whenever I'm feeling like, or I'm more in my ego or I'm more self-driven, I'm like, oh wait, but this is what I'm here to learn. I'm actually here to create that space, you know, for others and bring people together and, um, and be a little intuitive at the same time. (laughs) So I do really love that. Exactly. (laughs) Yeah. So, okay, before, before we kind of wrap things up, because we've been chatting for like an hour and when I do interviews, it always (laughs) goes so long and I want to respect your time, but just to like give people a little bit of what's to come for 2024, because we're recording this in December, it's going to be released sometime between now and January. I don't know exactly, but just to give us a little bit, what is the the number of the coming year and what does that kind of look like for, for the general population? Yeah, sure. Okay. So um, we have what's called universal years, universal months, universal days. And then we have personal months, personal years, personal days, right? So a universe, yeah, next year, uh, 2024 is going to be an eight universal year. Um, So two plus zero plus two plus four is eight. Um, so we're going to be seeing themes and I, I mentioned this in the, you know, in the, in the descriptions that eight is the number of like power, <laughs> it's the mm-hmm. number of authority, leadership, 
Um, I know here in the U.S., is it's going to be an election year for yeah. us, so it kind of makes sense <laughs> that we're going into an eight. So I feel like this is going to be a very pivotal election for us. Um, mm-hmm. So eight, what eight universal years, this is like what's playing out on the world stage. You know, so this is like, you know, the macrocosm, the microcosm, right? Mm. Um, so it's it's looking like, you know, we're going to be seeing themes around our large structures. Right? Okay. I think corporations, mm-hmm. <laughs> government, you know, things like that. Those things are going to be called into play. And it kind of makes sense, too, from an astrology perspective, because we are... You know, we've kind of been doing this dance with Pluto and Capricorn versus Pluto and Aquarius, right? And here's what's interesting about this, okay? I mm-hmm. feel like Pluto is really, it, it's our, it's already making waves. You know, it's already kind of at the forefront of a lot of astrologers' minds. But mm-hmm. Pluto is also eighth house. Okay. Of course. Which, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, so. So it's also about like, if you turn an eight on its side, it's the affinity symbol, right? So it's about weaving these webs of fate. Um, There's going to be a lot of fateful events coming in 2024. And I don't want people to be afraid by me saying that. Mm -hmm. Um, It just means that these are things that have been waiting in the wings for a long time. And we can no longer ignore. We can no longer put this off. These are, it's like rip the bandaid off, right? These are things Mm -hmm. that need to happen. And I've already been feeling too, you know, as, as it moves from Capricorn, which is those large structures, you know, that very Saturian energy and moving into Aquarius, which is also ruled by Saturn. But we see this dynamic at play of like the power shifting from like a small percentage of people to the collective, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> that yeah. I'm excited to see. <laughs> yeah. Um. So and so we're gonna be seeing themes of of like power shifting, power struggles, maybe like on like kind of like the shadow side of an eight universal year. We're probably gonna see just currency, like just in general, like what we perceive to be currency. You know, maybe taking our power back a little bit and seeing money as more so a tool and less as you know something that we should worship you know Mm -hmm. we may and speaking of worship we might also see things happen in the realm of religion so you think about these large religions that have billions of people you know we've we've kind of been seeing like people kind of pulling back you know from these kinds of structures so there might be things coming around that but if we look at 2024 itself, if we look at all of the numbers that are included in that year, you know, there there's a lot to do with like the divine feminine, mm. right? That, that two number. So we so this this whole decade is going to be, I feel, about like the the divine feminine like reclaiming its power, and maybe this coming year is going to be a year where that happens. Mm. You know. Um, you think about all the movements that have happened, you know, in, in society as a collective that we've seen, like the Me Too and, and all of that. So we might see, you know, more movements surrounding the divine feminine energy. We might mm-hmm. see women come into power more so, mm-hmm. which, um, <laughs> um, mm-hmm. but yeah, there's just definitely going to be like these shifts, like these, these things are just going to be like, you know, the turn of the wheel. Yeah, And then, you know, it's just going to be us like acclimating to that because we're not used to it. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, eight, 
eight universal years can be jarring in that way, but it's like necessary change, right? Yeah, yeah. It's almost like that to have if we want something to change. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, And I just, I was just going to say, like, I really get that just like the structure aspect of it. And it might seem like everything's crumbling and the whole world is falling apart, but actually it's just, it's going to be rebuilt in a different way. That's going to actually benefit more people, right? It's going to be actually in everybody's more people's highest good. And so it's really exciting, but there might be a little bit of chaos. (laughs) at first um, there could be yeah. yes yeah. so that's why it's super important to you know work you know protect your peace mm-hmm. you know you think about like the eighth card in the tarot right is the strength card and yeah. and the strength card does deal with like protecting your peace like honoring yourself and where you're at standing in your truth and your power mm-hmm. um, realizing your sovereignty right so I highly recommend everyone take a note from the, the strength card and apply it to their year next year, um, because this isn't going to affect all of us or, or a large amount of us. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, I, I definitely feel like we just need to stay grounded and rooted in what we know to be our truth. Yeah. I love that. Mm -hmm. I think it's so great how you connected all the different like eights (laughs) and the twos in there. And it's like, it's all coming together. And it's like, this is the sign of where things are going. And it's good. And it's not to be fearful. It's not to kind of, I know sometimes Mm -hmm. people look to the future and then they start to get afraid and then the energy and, Mm -hmm. and all of that is kind of off. So knowing exactly that to stand in your strength, to stand in your knowing and to stay grounded and have that faith that like everything's working out exactly the way it needs to and it has been right for like millions of years right this is just a cycle right just we're on this path and just hold on for the ride (laughs) and everything will be okay (laughs) exactly Mm -hmm. yeah and I have a couple other tidbits if you want me to share yes please share Mm -hmm. um okay so one thing that I would recommend that people do despite whatever your personal numbers are next year definitely invest in yourself. So eight is the number of investment, right? And this is something like it's, it's more like you're like if four is your short term goals, eight is your long term goals. Okay. And we have both the four and the eight at play in here, right? So I definitely think it would be wise to invest in yourself and providing yourself with like a sound base, you know, a necessary sound structure for yourself so that you can move forward and definitely curate a plan of like short-term and long-term goals for yourself. I would also be, I would also, you know, if somebody asked, (laughs) I would say (laughs) definitely wary of where you put your energy. So it's like you were saying, like people think about the future and they get anxious, right? Change, like kind of reframe your mindset, right? Mm. You know, think about like, don't, don't worry about the the how, okay? Don't worry about the how going forward. Think about your why. Don't think Mm. about the how, think about your why. Tell yourself that if you have to 15 times a day. Um, But it's going to, to, you know, because it's like I said, eight is the number of abundance. It's the number of manifestation. Like whatever you put out, that energy that you put out is what's going to come back to you, right? So Mm -hmm. if we all kind of got together, you know, and said, hey, we all want to build something really, really fantastic with each other. 
hello, let's do this. And next year, that eight year is going to be the year to do that. Yeah, I love that. And supportive. Mm -hmm. It's all supportive with each other. So, oh, that's so good. I have so many like thoughts and ideas right now. (laughs) (laughs) I know, right? Swirling around. I know. (laughs) I was literally this morning, I was like, I was writing stuff down, you know, just get get those ideas out. Yeah. So much is coming through too. Like, and I'll just say like this past week, Mm -hmm. energetically has been crazy. I don't know if anyone else is feeling that. I'm just like, whoa, I had to check my app. I was like, am I getting my period? And I was like, nope, I'm not. So this is just, this is just the energy of the world right now. Yeah. A lot of crazy transits for sure. A lot is going on Mm -hmm. and it's a good time to just really ground and like reflect and just take in information, but not necessarily Mm -hmm. like have to figure anything out right now. So, right. Yeah. I think that's good moving forward into the new year. Cause there's a lot of pressure too, to like have everything figured out and what is, what are my goals? But like you have a lot of time. It's a whole year. We got time to like really sit with that and contemplate it and, and feel into what feels yes. right as, as the time goes on. Resolutions. Absolutely. I don't know. We can, there's a lot that can, that can happen. So cool. Right. So, so much at play. Yeah. I just want to say thank you so much for joining me. And uh, I'm so glad we got to have You're you. You're welcome. And, I learned so much about everything today <laughs> and I feel like we could just chat for so like I have a million other questions, but we'll save that. Maybe we'll do another, another chat, another time. Cause that would be, oh, I would love that. That would be great. <laughs> okay, cool. So thank you so much. Can you just give yourself like a shout out? Where can people find you? How can they connect with you? How can they book with you? Just give us all the sure. details. <laughs> Yes, ma'am. Um, okay, well, my website is akashicbeck.com, uh, just all one word. And um, and I have, that's primarily where you can book me through. I also have a Calendly um, on there. And then um, on Instagram, I don't do a whole, whole lot of social media, but I do have an Instagram. It's akashic underscore beck. Um, and I do have my, my page privatized, but just feel free to, to send a request. Um, there's like a whole story on that. Um, but, um, and then I have a, a YouTube channel and a podcast. Um, so my podcast is called Soul Prince and it's available on most streaming platforms. And my YouTube is, I believe it's Akashic Beck 8113. I don't know why they gave me that, but we're just going to go with it. Go with that. <laughs> Cool. Yeah, I'll look into the numbers later. <laughs> yeah, I know. Right away, I was like, what do those mean? <laughs> that's cool. They picked it for me. But yeah, that's about it. <laughs> thank Perfect. you. Okay. Well, thank you so much for coming. I hope you have a beautiful holiday season. We'll stay in touch for sure. Yes, thank you so much for having me. I really, really enjoyed connecting with you today. All right. So just to close everything up, I always love to tell everybody, don't forget to love yourself today and every day, always that self-love and have yourself a beautiful rest of your day. We'll talk soon. Bye. Wait, 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 wait. Before you go, 
Do you like journaling? Do you like raising your vibration? Perfect. Then I have the thing for you. This is my high vibe journaling workbook on exactly how to journal in a way that helps you to raise your vibration and help you to manifest everything you desire in your life. There are three very specific steps to this type of journaling that I guarantee you will start your day off or finish your day off perfectly in a way that you feel motivated, high vibrational, and ready to take on life. If you want a free copy of this high vibe journaling workbook on exactly how to do this type of journaling, you can click the show notes for a link right there to access your very free copy today. Do not miss out on this. I swear it will change your life. You're welcome.